Welcome to the Office Flip Flops Podcast. My name is Francesca Zampaglione, and I am a CPA turned stylist, confidence builder, resilience connoisseur, and my love for coffee exceeds my love for high heels. Each week, you'll hear tips about how others confidently present themselves. This podcast is going to be your superpower for your life and career success. Let's dive in. Hey guys, it's Francesca. Welcome back. Thank you for being here. Welcome back to a new episode of Office Flip Flops. So my next guest is awesome. I love all of my guests, by the way, but I have to tell you, Tom is a CPA and a lot of you know that I'm a former CPA and we are not known as the most humorous of folk, but Tom is. You know, I can't help but laugh every time I connect with him and you will too. But here's the thing. Here's where we where we talk about something that impacts all of us and that's our remote workspace. Listen, 18 months ago, we were forced, every single one of us was forced to shut down and figure out a way to work remotely, all right? Some of us liked it, some of us didn't, some of us transitioned well and created a space that makes sense. But Tom offers tips and things that he's still seeing where, you know, we could improve and he offers so many great tips and things for us to consider. I certainly learned things from him and I hope you will too. Let's dive in. Hey, hey guys. So I have a really good friend of mine. You know, what's interesting to me is, you know, all the activity that I see on LinkedIn. And then I have a good friend who I haven't talked to in at least a decade. And he reaches out to me and I'm like, you know what? You're going to make a great guest on my podcast. So that's who I have with me here today, you guys. Without further ado, I want to introduce you to a really cool friend of mine. His name is Tom Pender. Tom, why don't you tell everybody listening a little bit about who you are? I mean, I know how great you are. I just need you to vocalize it here. Wow, Francesca, no pressure. It is so nice to be here. I appreciate the invitation. Uh, as you've just said, my name is Tom Pender. I oversee global enterprise relations for an organization called ISC Squared. We are cybersecurity industries largest professional membership and certification body. Basically, we teach the good guys how to fight the bad guys. And I like that. By guys, I mean guys and gals, because it's all hands on deck these days. So I'm glad to be here. Um, I am so happy that you're here. Um, so we do a little, I do a little pre-interview, which I call the green room and Tom passed all the tests, which is why we're recording officially. But, you know, in the interest of providing some really useful information to our virtual audience, you have some really great tips, Tom, that I think we can share. I mean, there are three basic things when we have virtual meetings, we have sound, lighting, and background. And uh, you guys should know that he geeked out over it and sent me a page of notes, which I tried to study before recording this. But tell tell us why. Tell the people why, like you're an authority on this. Tell tell us a little bit. Is it just from the research? Is it just something that interests you? Because um, you have a lot of great thoughts on how we can make ourselves like look amazing in the virtual room. Okay, so let's just start out by acknowledging that's a very heavy mantle to claim to be an authority on something. I may need a few more guest interviews before I can claim that one, but let me offer this. Um, A few months back, I came across a quote 
by James Clear, the Atomic Habits guy. And by the way, I'm not a business book guy, but this one was phenomenal. And he was talking about where to place focus. He said, the beginner goes straight to execution. The intermediate starts with strategy. For the expert, everything proceeds from mindset. Uh-huh. And so your question about, okay, well, what makes me an authority on this? For me, it's not just about opening up my laptop and turning on the camera. It is uh-huh. being mindful about making meaningful connections through the bits and bytes coming through our respective monitors. And so starting with that, everything else just ripples out from there. Amen. Tom, well said. It's being mindful, right? We don't have to just be mindful in the meditation. We need to be mindful and intentional with our work and who we are, right? And how we present ourselves. So thank you for saying that. And Atomic Habits is an incredible book. So thank you for quoting that as well. Um, Okay. So we're not just going to flip open our laptop. Tell us some things that we should do that can help us with that presentation. Sure. So uh, Zoom, everybody's become familiar with that. Well, very well familiar with that by now. And fundamentally, what is Zoom or any of your uh, video call uh, platforms of choice? Basically, it's an AV experience. So there's audio and there's video. It's pretty Uh straightforward. And that frames things up nicely to break things down easily. So if we start with sound, Uh uh, a couple things to keep in mind. One is the quality of the mic and also the quality of the acoustics. So when it comes to mics, I would say the easiest, least expensive way to improve the way you come across is to invest a not large amount in an external mic. You and I are both using these. The sound quality is better than what you would get in a built-in laptop microphone. You can have these for easily under 30 bucks, and it is a quantum leap forward and how you sound to your audience, whether that's one person or a group of people. Um, There are headsets out there that are really good. Um, Happy to share some brand names in the show notes and that type of thing. Um, Some of them can be expensive. I'm not a huge fan of headsets with the built-in microphone because unless I'm providing somebody with a tall, skinny, no-whip latte or an extra side of jumbo fries, that's not the way I want to come across. Right. Um, But uh, there are very good quality external mics out there that can be had. And I'm always going to be a fan of wired connections over wireless connections. There's just more data and it's a richer sound. Yep. Um, As far as acoustics, let me say I'm a huge fan of sound panels to absorb the sounds that we produce and it helps avoid echoes. Um, I personally use corrugated foam panels. These can be found in local music shops. Think of your uh, DJ booth. Um, These require a little bit more of an investment. And if you don't wanna go that route, go down to your fabric store and get some egg crates. Put them up in the space behind your laptop, behind your camera, no one will ever know. And the goal here is to reduce the hard, flat surfaces where sound bounces. And that's an immediate improvement in the quality of your sound as well. So those are two cheap um, or two good ways to sort of hack your sound quality up to the next level. You know what? Those are such great tips. And I will tell you, the first upgrade that I made is investing in a decent microphone because it really does make a difference. 
And, you know, I went to the, to the mid range, but like you said, there's the lower range, it's whatever investment we can make. But there, there are people that when I'm in business meetings, I can't really hear them. And it just causes a, you know, disruption, right. And getting the message mm -hmm. across. So those are great tips. And I certainly need to invest my friends in the phone because I sometimes find the echoing in here. So thank you for that. Cause you're the first person that made that clear. Um, but you have two other categories uh, of things that we should talk about. I think lighting was the second one, right? Yeah, that's right. So let's jump to the V of the AV experience and talk about the two components <laughs> for video. The first is lighting, as you've mm -hmm. rightly noted, and then we'll say a couple of things about background. Um, so in terms of lighting, one of the best things that to, you can do to improve your look is also to get yourself an external camera. Um, the difference is staggering, I have found, and I even work on a Mac uh, for work. And, you know, Macs are uh, tricked out with all the latest bells and whistles, high quality yeah. stuff on the hardware. But even an external camera raises your level of play. These are a little bit more expensive than mics. Uh, you're probably upwards of about $100 or so, but still okay. a relatively small investment that okay. can be a game changer. Um, the other thing to think about in terms of lighting is you can also use uh, small desk lamps for a key light what's going to directly light up your face. And also, if you want to put small side lights off to the side, then you're making sure that you've got even lighting all the way around. Uh, ring lights have also become very popular over the last year yes, and a half. They have. As more people go to those uh, in sort of this broadcasting mode, we all find ourselves in. I will tell you, ring lights uh, can be a little tricky because if you're aware of them and you know what to look for, for those of us who wear glasses like you and me, That's there's right. a dead giveaway that you're using one of those. Um, yeah. So just keep that in mind. All right. Francesca, this is one thing that just absolutely grates on my nerves, and that uh -oh. is lighting from windows. So, yes, just, thank you for bringing that up. I was just going to mention that. Yeah. Oh, thank you for the lighting from the windows. Please tell us the best tip. Okay, the absolute best tip is to keep yep. the windows in front of you, not behind you. Yes. We have all been in those meetings where we're trying to connect with somebody, but we can't really see them because the light's coming in from behind. Your camera can't handle the contrast. Therefore, it's going to where the light is and you become the next person in the witness protection program. And it's not good, <laughs> not good, not good. Uh, <laughs> if your window is on the side, then yes. you still need to avoid that phantom of the opera mask look and make sure you've got a small camera on the opposite side to again, uh, light up your face fully so that people can see you because you are Great. trying to come across in the best possible way. They want to see all of your face, not just part of your face. Yep. And you know what I like to say, Tom, and I know that you'll agree and why it's so important that we see the face is because we want to make direct eye contact as best as we can, because that establishes trust, right? And that's what business relationships are built on all relationships, in my opinion, right? So we want that trust factor to come across very clearly, whereas before we really didn't have to think about that when we were in person, face-to-face. -face. Yep, so 100%. these are excellent, excellent considerations. Um, but we have some pet peeves about our backgrounds too and distractions. I don't know if you were done with mm -hmm. the V portion of the lighting, but I don't know if you wanted to move on to backgrounds. Tell me. 
Oh, I'm always happy to talk about pet peeves. So let's just lean in hard to this one. Okay. <laughs> um, let's lean in. Can we talk about virtual backgrounds for just a second? Can we please talk about <laughs> virtual backgrounds? Please. What happens? I don't have one right now. We can't see this because I only use the audio portion, but my hands yeah. disappear. You know, I tend to talk with my hands. Yeah. And then if I do this, move my hands out in space, they disappear. Yeah. And it's weird because it's a distraction. It is totally a distraction. And I'll say up front, virtual backgrounds, they're fine. And yes, they can be fun. If you want to sit on the deck of the, you know, the Enterprise from Star Trek, okay, that's fine. If you're yucking it up with internal colleagues or whatever, they serve a purpose, but they are yep. not the full on green screen effect of the high quality on air weather personality. Um, so for me, you talk about the distractions. It's very easy for me to get lost in trying to figure out where someone is actually sitting in their house, because as you move around closer to and further away from the camera, uh -huh. you start to lose some of that hard outline between you that separates you from the background. And I just, I go off book and I was like, okay, are they in the laundry room? Like, are they actually broadcasting in front of their washer and dryer? Cause that's the only quiet place in the house. So they've lost me. Right. Um, right. I really think the purpose of the background is to show you off and not your environment. So let me Can suggest repeat that. Let's repeat yeah. that. Yeah. The purpose of the background is to show you off. Correct. Thank you. I just want to repeat that because that is critical because this is where meetings are happening. This is the future. We are in the Jetson era of life and that is the purpose. Thank you. Sorry. I needed to repeat that because it's so important and I'll put it in the top three takeaways too. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, so from, for example, I already know a little bit about you just by virtue of what I see in your background. It's not mm -hmm. distracting me, but it lets me know, okay, there's something about you that is important uh, or is important to you about the way you style yourself. I see books, which indicates a certain degree of professionalism. I see art. I see the dressmaker form. All of this fits together really well and really nicely. And these are things that cause, they help your audience form a subconscious or maybe even unconscious impression of who you are even though it's not directly what you're saying or uh, expressing in an, um, you know, directly to whoever you're talking to. Uh, a couple of other things that I'd like to get in on this part, which is make sure your stuff is low key. You, again, you don't want your background to be the focus. You want you to be the focus. Um, okay. It is nice to have things in your background that can serve as potential conversation starters. So whether or not you're meeting someone for the first time or you're just reconnecting or connecting with colleagues, and you want to avoid that awkward beginning of the Zoom uh, part of the meeting where you're all trying to figure out, should I pay attention to my emails? Should I try to make polite conversation? Um, it's easy to have uh, stuff in your background that can not distract, but complement the conversation. Bad example, right. do not put your entire Star Wars action figure collection behind you, okay? That does <laughs> not work. That does uh, not work. But here are some things that do work. So yes. I would consider some simple things like a photographer's backdrop is an easy hack, uh, very yeah. affordable. You can hang that in the background um, as easily as you would a shower rod and curtain. In fact, it works the same. 
-hmm. There's some very nice, attractive backdrops that you can get. Everything can be had on Amazon these days. Right. Uh, so stucco brick walls, um, you know, Soho look, broadcast from your loft if you want to make it look like that. Um, exactly. Uh, lots of options. If you don't already have a dedicated go-to space, pick one out in your space that you can take your laptop to for the sake of meetings. Um, it doesn't have to be a lot of work, but um, if you can find a spot where you've got a bookcase behind you, bookcases always work, no matter the meeting situation, in my humble opinion. Interesting pieces of furniture, art, do your best to avoid mirrors on the walls behind you. They are simply too revealing and your audience will find out more about you than you want them to. Agreed. And also, here's another pro tip. Use books or something under your laptop to raise the level of the camera up to your eyes. So again, you can come back and make eye contact with your audience, but they don't see you looking down. And Lord knows we don't want to see anybody from, you know, the neck or the chin up, as I yes. always seem to encounter with my father when he is on Zoom. Not a good look. <laughs> but that is a great tip. Let's elevate our laptop or whatever device we're using. Yeah, yeah, I've done that as well. I used to use books and then bought, again, Amazon platform yeah. that elevated it to help make this direct eye contact that you and I have right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then bonus points if you want to go the DIY route. So you can either build yours from scratch. I'm actually in my workshop right now. You would never know that because I've built a background that was a fun, easy afternoon project. But you can also start a little faster out of the gate by using things like folding panels as screens. You can paint uh -huh. those. You can hang a picture. If you want to go super cool, uh, you can drop an Edison bulb in the background as an accent. Um, and you can find these at the big box um, uh, home improvement stores. You can go to Habitat for Humanity Restore, pick one out for 10 bucks. Um, I would encourage you to just be creative, think a little bit outside the norms of what everybody else is doing. And most importantly, have fun with it, because the more you enjoy sure. the experience of creating your environment, the more comfortable, the more confident you'll feel in reaching out to folks on the other side of your monitor. Amen. You said the key word, Tom, that I like to bring up in every podcast interview, and that's confidence, right? These tips that you're sharing, these are incredible, great tips. This is going to be a re-listen for me, but for everyone else out there, that's what we want to portray is our confidence and our ability and our trustworthiness in conducting business. So you've certainly summed that up. And, and again, like why go through the trouble? Because we want to be our best selves, right? And this is how we do it today and going forward. So, all right, you know what's coming up next because we kind of talked about this. I always ask everybody, he's, he's rubbing his hands, everybody. So because this is about image and about presenting your best self, what is your favorite piece of clothing of all time or accessory and how does it make you feel? Hmm. That's a good question. All right. I would say, uh, generally speaking, I am a solid t-shirt, Levi's and Ray-Bans kind of guy. But when it comes to creating a professional impression, uh -huh. my favorite piece, this is, all right, I'm going to be a little revealing here. It's just you and me. Nobody's going to hear this, right? Like it's just the two of us right now. Secret. Okay. No one's going to listen. Okay. My favorite thing 
is the sports jacket that I just picked up at the local consignment store or don't tell anybody the thrift store. I've got a couple of go-tos here in the area. I find a jacket that somebody decided after a couple of seasons they didn't want. Maybe it didn't fit. Maybe they didn't like the look when they received it as a gift. It looks great to me. And if it's reasonably within my size, I take it to my tailor, who I've gotten to know by building a personal relationship with. Uh -huh. He contours that thing to make me look like a million dollars and no a million dollars ever knows. Sometimes I'll pay more for the tailoring than I will the jacket. I'll walk out of the store with a jacket for like 25 bucks. I may spend three or four times that on the tailoring and I'm still ahead of what I would have spent if I had paid for that thing brand new. Oh my gosh. You just hit all the nails on the head. Yes, I always say having a great, trustworthy tailor. I feel like you really have done your homework. And yeah, and it's okay to spend the money on the tailoring. And just the sustainability of what you just said, finding a piece mm -hmm. that someone doesn't love anymore, but that you're going to love and it's going to be fit to you. You're going to look like a million bucks. And now you've just told me it makes you feel like a million bucks. Absolutely. Style I don't have any noisemakers. <laughs> <laughs> style is always more important than fashion to me. So the clothes sure. that look best are the ones that fit the best. And I've already accumulated a small inventory of jackets. I'll know that I'll wear for at least another decade, if not two, which hopefully is the extent of my career. I'm assuming I can retire at some point. And so if I'm sure. walking around in those kinds of clothes that feel good, uh -huh. then yeah, I walk a little louder and prouder. Amen. I love that. Hey, so you have so many great tips, Tom. If someone wanted to follow up with you, what is, where's the best place that they can reach you? Oh, where everybody reaches other professionals on LinkedIn. So you'll find me at simply Tom Pender. I think my URL has Tom Pender CPA uh, at the back end of the LinkedIn, but you'll find me pretty quickly. Um, message me, put a note in, uh, you know, some sort of a, an outreach and I'm happy to connect with anybody about this stuff because I'm fascinated about it and I love talking about it. Thank you. Well, you're definitely provided so many great tips that I can't wait to share. I will put the LinkedIn hyperlink in the show notes so it's a lot easier for everyone. But thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you today, every day actually, but the fact that you took the time out and um, prepared for this and shared so many great tips, we're all going to look better. Thanks to Tom Pender. So thanks, Tom. I appreciate your time today. Oh, my pleasure. Glad to be here. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey guys, wasn't that great? Doesn't Tom crush any bad image you might have of a CPA? I'll give you another hint. The movie, The Accountant with Ben Affleck is also another great image. He is brilliant and just as brilliant as Tom was in this episode. So here are my top three takeaways of my time with Tom. Number one, after 18 months of remote work, it's not just, it's not just about opening up your laptop and turning on the camera. It's more about being mindful, about making meaningful connections through your computer monitors. Number two, to build trust and credibility, it's important to consider your virtual image, right? So how you sound and the clarity of your camera. So small investments of a mic and a camera go a long way in building trust and presenting your best professional self.
And number three, the purpose of the background, say we were talking about virtual backgrounds, right? So the pur purpose of that background is to show you off, not your background. So just always remember that you remain front and center and that a virtual background doesn't distract. And of course, my bonus takeaway, Tom hits every nail in the head when he tells us about the blazer that he finds in a consignment or Goodwill store and that he makes it to fit him and he feels like a million bucks. So he looks and feels like a million bucks. So that's my challenge for you, my friends. What's your key wardrobe piece and how does it make you feel? I'll see you next time. And that's our show. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed it, please take a second right now and subscribe and share this with your friends too. And while you're there, leave a review with your biggest takeaway today. We come out with a new episode every Monday morning and you don't want to miss it. Okay, my friends, embrace your superpower and wrap yourself in something that shows your confidence. I'll see you next time.